Portland. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. We look at the markets. Just remind folks, because I think folks like myself had to do a double take. We're so used to the previous limits, and we definitely saw those new limits pushed today, not only on the grain complex, but on the livestock as well. But the question is, was the writing on the wall if we rewind to Monday? Of course, we had a WASDE report that came out yesterday. No real surprises there. And is it a sell-off going underway in agriculture? We're going to get that and a whole lot more today's we talk with Brian Split. Brian is with agmarket.net. And Brian, I think we do have to rewind to Monday because you and I were talking that the writing was on the wall in the way we saw the trade on Monday. It was, Susan. Um, If you think about the way that this market has traded the whole way up, and um, we we just haven't had any of those events where we come out on a a Sunday night and uh, immediately sell off. And, uh, you know, we found ourselves uh, Monday down, you know, 30 cents coming out of the weekend. And that's the type of trade that you get when a weather market is ending. Um, But I think we, you know, we paused for a day because the report was yesterday. So Tuesday was just a little bit of a consolidative, you know, small recovery type of a bar. And then uh, yesterday we had the report. And I wouldn't say the report was really all that bearish. Uh, the new crop number was bigger than what the trade was looking for, and that just came by way of the USDA uh, using some lower demand numbers than what I think a lot of, of people were were anticipating. But uh, I really think the funds were ready to sell the report regardless of what it said. I think if, if the report was uh, viewed as bullish, they would have been selling it higher. Um, and, and the funds, let's not forget, they've been selling for the last two weeks, even as the market's going up. So this last leg higher was not the funds buying it. Um, the funds have been taking profit into that rally. So as you look at that, and obviously we've seen the ups and downs this week, does that kind of set the tone for what we're going to see not only this week, but into or the rest of this week, that is, into next week? So I think in the short term, we're likely to uh, start seeing the market um, come into a little bit of a sell sell the bounce type of a, a mentality. Uh, I, I definitely think there's still a lot of, of participants in the market that are friendly uh, and that, that uh, believe the market you know could and should go higher again. But uh, we're going to be watching some of the retracements that we've had. You know, we we made some really strong lows down there uh, at the end of March on the quarterly stock and the planning intention report. And for December corn, that was down near 450. We went up nearly $2 uh, from that level. So uh, just taking half of that back takes you back to 544 roughly. And those are those mid, uh, I should say those late April lows that we had before this last really strong leg up. So I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, this market just take all of that back, uh, find some kind of support in, in the upper 530s to low 540s. Uh, and then I think from there, um, you know, we're, we're going to try and bounce, and I think they'll be willing to sell a bounce against the 590 area uh, if we can, uh, you know, manage to hold down at those lower support levels. But uh, I, I really think we're at the stage of the game where if weather continues to be good through the growing season, then the high that we made last week may end up being the high for the long haul. Um, but if, if we actually see some weather develop and we have a, a real weather market come to fruition, we could still see record high prices. The balance sheets are tight enough that that, that could still happen. Um, so, you know, we're still in the mindset that this is a uh, market where you want to continue to manage the profitability of your operation and, uh, you know, continue to make sales at profitable levels and then back up those sales with, with call purchases. Um, and then if you get to a point where you're, uh, uh, sold enough on the cash market 
to your to your comfort level, then you really start half to looking at puts. But I, I mean, geez, I, I had some some five fifty puts that uh, were in accounts, uh, and we were looking at them yesterday, thinking, geez, there, is there anything ever going to come of these? And and here we are today. We we were almost in the money on these, and we may have been if if we didn't have a, a forty cent limit. If they if the limit was fifty, we may have been sub sub five fifty at the end of the day here. So. Um, it, it's really a, it's a wild market right now. The trading ranges are absolutely massive, and uh, you have to really understand what you're doing if you're going to put yourself in a position in this type of a market. So, are we going to continue, Brian, and to see this sell-off type of feel for agriculture? Well, I, I tend to think that this market could come down some more. I, I do think the selling today was exacerbated by some of the outside market activity. So, I, today was was I think a two-pronged attack, if you will. Um, I think the market wanted to sell ag commodities. I, I think uh, the funds wanted to lighten up on corn, soybeans, wheat. Um, but we also had the problem of, of some of the outside market activity. Uh, crude oil down two and a half to three dollars today. The products down, you know, six and a half, seven cents, eight cents on the lows. Um, we had a lot of the, the, you know, soft markets, lumber limit down, sugar was sharply lower, cotton sharply lower, rice near limit down. So this wasn't just a corn, soybean, wheat type of a day and we had talked about cattle being limit down at one point this to me seemed like someone said you know what commodities have had a really good run the cpi numbers are showing inflation and maybe that was a little bit of a buy the rumor sell the fact where once they printed that inflationary cpi number the fund said hey let's take some money off the table so this had a definite macro taste to it today well, you know, there was an article that came out, I think it was yesterday, no, day before yesterday from Reuters, that was saying that there could be some serious corrections happening in the commodities, and not just in ag commodities, but just commodities in general. Can that be an influence to what we're seeing? Yeah, I think that lines right up with what we just said, that, um, you know, you've got uh, money flow is a is a big driver in the market, and um We've seen money flow. I mean, I mean, think about it, Susan. There was a period where the market was just going up every day, and no one really knew why. I mean, we knew what the background story was. We knew it was dry in Brazil. We knew that, uh, you know, it's dry in some areas in the Midwest. But, um, you know, the same story every day, and, you know, every day we're tacking on 20 cents. And I think that was more of a, a, uh, a momentum, money flow, inflation type of a move. And now we're seeing the opposite of that, where, yes, absolutely, the, the market's correcting, commodities are correcting. And, uh, and it's doing it awfully aggressively. All right, well, stick around, folks. We've got a lot more coming up as we continue. It's a Fought Now Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. We continue this conversation with Brian Split. He is with AgMarket.net. And, of course, when we were going to break, we were we were talking about a, a recent Reuters article that was talking about uh, commodities in general. And I know that the, the recent pipeline uh, shutdown that happened, did that make agricultural nervous at all? I mean, there wasn't a lot of talk about it on the ag side, but I'm sure there was some worries. Well, with the pipeline shutting down, uh, that was, you know, you know, was a energy price positive event. So we had, you know, the crude oil markets and and uh, Arbob and heating oil had all uh, rallied on that. And we actually gapped higher on, on Sunday night because of that. But, um, you know, now the pipeline is, is uh, back. Uh, we're open again. We've got energy values that have come down. So um, I don't know that the uh, the pipeline caused the um, agricultural producers to be nervous, but I think right now the um, 
the waterway and, and the, the bridge closure uh, that we're seeing near Memphis, that's something that uh, is going to be a little bit of a, um, a concern here because, and I don't know that that's a board problem, but I think if you're in the cash market and you're arranging freight and rail and watching basis in the Gulf and PNW. I mean, I think your PNW basis could could get strong for a little while if we can't get product out of the Gulf because these barges are backed up. Um, your rail is going to be bid up if the barges aren't moving, and so there's going to be implications there. Could that have had a, uh, an influence on today's trade? I don't know. We were down a lot today, so maybe there's several influences that were pushing markets lower, but. Um, that's the the type of thing where I think hopefully we get that problem solved rather quickly. Uh, I think they'll probably come up with a system where you know we'll work on the bridge for a certain amount of hours uh, with no traffic under it, and then they'll have it propped up and allow traffic to go for you know hopefully it's eight on eight off something like that, um, and and allow both jobs to be done, but probably not simultaneously. Uh, but we don't want to have that thing backed up for for more than uh, you know a day or two, and and have to relive a Suez Canal type of an event where we've got all this product backed up for for a week or more. And that's where somebody had come back and showed. I mean, this is more on the po- political side of it, but it really shows how agriculture has been impacted by infrastructure and the delays in getting things upgraded and fixed along the way. Right, and so um, you know, I think that we will definitely see this bridge become part of the uh, the argument for the infrastructure bill. Um, but uh, you know, infrastructure is is important. It's important when we you know look at what's going on in South America and why the U.S. in general continues to be more dependable. Um, you know, we've 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 got a lot of investment that's gone on in the uh, the Brazilian infrastructure, but you still have you know, pictures of these semi-trucks that are driving over, you know, rickety wooden bridges over rivers. And um, so at least we're not uh, dealing with scenarios like that. But, uh, yes, infrastructure is going to is going to continue to be uh, a major issue here for, for commodity movement. And I think, like you had mentioned, the pipeline and, and this bridge closure are two things that are going to help support the administration's, um, you know, movement to get this in- infrastructure bill going. Before we started the Fontenelle Final Bell and you and I were talking, you made a statement about this is really some extreme difficult markets to be a part of. So talking to that producer out there that's that's watching these numbers and and seeing the drastic change from day to day, how do you how do you think about marketing? Do you sit back and wait till things calm down? What do you guys think in there at agmarket.net? Um so we we use an app and we use an app where you can input your your uh, production goals, your acres, your input costs on there, and uh, it'll really allow you to think about it in a much less emotional way where we're trying to, th- it, it, did the market top? Are we going up today? Are we going down today? Uh, if we try to stop thinking like that and think more about, hey, all right, it costs us this much to grow the crop, and now we're at these prices, and if we sell this percentage and we buy a call when we make that sale, and we can really start looking at this on, you know, what type of a, a profit on a per acre basis? What's our revenue? And, you know, if, if I want to uh, increase my, my per acre living expense to $300 an acre from $50 an acre, can I do that right now because of where prices are? And, and so we use the app to make those decisions. Um, it helps tremendously when you are thinking in that fashion instead of, 
trying to figure out what the market's going to do every day up and down. Uh, farmers are not traders in the, in the sense of day trading it back and forth. We're growing a product and we're selling it, so we are trading it to somebody else. Uh, but the reasons that we're making decisions, I think if we're focused on it in a, in a different way and we're focused on dollar amounts, uh, it makes it a heck of a lot easier to, to look at the market and participate it than just trying to figure out what the market's going to do day to day. Well, great discussion as we always have. Brian, what's the best way for folks to get a hold of you? Uh, you can reach us directly, uh, any of us at Ag Market at 844 4 Ag Market, so 844 424 6758. You can reach me directly at 815 665 0463. My Twitter handle is at BJ Split. Uh, website is www.agmarket.net. And you can also go to agmarket.app to uh, get a, a two-week trial of the app that we just discussed. All right, sounds good. That's the Fontenelle Final Bell being brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all your local dealers on the Rural Radio Network.